Hello and welcome to the Man on Podcast. I am Darren and joining me today is Martin and Craig and it's the quarterfinals coming up of the World Cup. Wow. Nearly there. And England are still in. Unbelievable. England are still in it. Yeah, we should point that out. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if it would be any, any less enjoyable if England were already out. I'm guessing it probably would be. But... Um... It keeps it keep springing up like half decent games. Every time it looks like it's getting a bit boring, um, a game comes along that sort of brings it to life. Obviously, the Portugal and the, the Brazil games in the last couple of days have been really good. So, yeah. And in its own way, I quite enjoyed the, the suspense of the Spain Morocco game as well. I know a lot of people found that probably quite a bit a bit dull. No, but... I, I don't think I didn't I didn't find that game dull. It was it was pretty uh, it's pretty tense. It was back and forward. It wasn't like they both sat on it. I think that's what knockout football is, though, those tense games where that one little lapse in concentration, one little mistake from someone. Because both the goalkeepers in that Spain-Morocco game were desperately trying to fuck up, weren't they? How many times they almost get the ball pinched off and taking too long, like dallying on it and stuff. So there was enough suspense in that game. Lovely um, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's I've I got to be honest with you, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I haven't missed a game yet. I'm really enjoying the World Cup. More than I thought I would be. Yes, I'd love to sit in a pub garden in the summer and, and drink a beer and watch the games. But at the same time, yeah, I'm I'm kind of really enjoying, uh, I don't know, sitting in the cold and watching it in a, in a cabin <laughs> while I'm doing some work. You know, it's 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 kind of it's kind of different a different feel to it. Um, Martin, you mentioned earlier actually in one of our chats uh, with a couple of others about uh, looking at your gaffer team and looking thinking what the hell's going on. Yeah. And I have done that, like, because cause when you load into Gaffer, it doesn't go straight to the international team. And I load it up and I'm just like, I've lost that. I have no idea what I'm doing there. And I've met, I had made up quite a bit of grounding Gaffer as well. So I was like, okay, but I'm just looking at it and like, I can't even remember the players. <laughs> yeah, same. I looked, at, I looked at my team and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why is why are nine of my team made up of Coventry, Wigan and Watford? Yeah, no. well, yeah. You don't want Coventry players. Um, it's because it's, it's I played follow the leader, but, you know, you just, it just completely yeah. goes out of your mind and you're just like, what the hell is this? But <laughs> like even FPL for me, I'm just like, I know in FPL we've got a wild card and, you know, we've got an overhaul in Sky and I'm just like, I haven't even, I haven't even bought myself to really think about it at the moment. Um, apart from maybe when we, us two, when we decide to uh, talk about, um, you know, potential people, who might be quite good between ourselves, just like, oh, had a look at some stats. Rodri, Rodri's really good. <laughs> you know, last two games, 400 odd passes. That, that's the kind of stuff I need to remember. I'm already not looking forward to the evening of December the 23rd in my house when the missus wants help wrapping all the Christmas presents. And I'm telling them I'm trying to sort two wild cards out. I don't know if that's going to go down well. On the, on the... <laughs> I mean, I am going to get mine in early doors. Yeah, oh, yeah. FPL Spartans joined us today. Hello, FPL Spartan. He said, personally, I'm quite enjoying watching the football, drinking Bovril and eating a Cornish pasty. <laughs> That's yeah. a Cornish pasty. Not that oh, I bloody love a Cornish pasty. <laughs> my, uh, my friend who got married recently, um, big fan of Cornwall he is, uh, goes down there quite a lot. And his evening food was actually pasties because uh, he actually entered the pasty competition last year. True fast, true, true story. Nice. And uh, I love a pasty. Uh, I'll, I'll give a miss on the Bovril. Don't mind it, but it's down the list. <laughs> Definitely. Um, 
Cool. Well, shall we have a look at uh, today? Uh, so we're looking at our transfer plans, obviously going into the quarters, players to consider, the round of 16, and obviously we're going to have a quick look at our uh, our gaffer and sky drafts and how they're getting on. I think I'm the only one who's done anything. You're the only, the only one, one who's pressed the button. Confirmed yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> I have confirmed. Um, I have confirmed in Gaffer. Yes, um, obviously nothing in Sky because that would be ridiculous. Almost I'm really hoping Darren, that we Gaffer don't two days early. But... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, hope we don't say anything inside. I've got I've got previous for doing stuff like that, but I've learned me lesson with Sky. Yeah. Okay. He hasn't got any faith in us, Martin, coming out of anything insightful for Gaffer to to persuade him or change his mind. No, obviously not. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah, I'm talking with Martin and Craig for probably an hour later, but that won't matter. I'm just going to, yeah, press confirm. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't worry about it. Right. Let's go. Looking at the games, first of all, aren't we? Yeah. So, what, what I've done for these, I, I just put some information down about all the players that I think are going to start. These obviously are expected lineups, not definite 11s. Um, Holland, for example, keep changing their second centre mid with Frankie de Jong. I think it might be Darun in this game, but it could be somebody else. Argentina also, I think their team's a little bit more set, but there could be maybe a tweak or two at fullback. But I think their team's a little bit more predictable. So, yeah, there doesn't seem to be a, a sort of a place so far where you can work out who's got what tier and how many of them. Um, and I put some XG and stuff in there as well, um, just maybe for something to talk about. So we can see here which players are getting which tiers. Um, in a Holland team, maybe not as much as you would expect. No, no, Frankie de Jong's got three separate tiers, but not more than one of anything in particular. Um, it seems like Holland keep a fair amount of the ball at the back, pass it around their back three, but the defenders aren't really getting too many tiers. I think all their tiers came in the Qatar game, which is uh, obviously not teams aren't going to give up possession like Qatar did against them. So I'm struggling to find too much I like about Holland, to be fair, around this game from a stats perspective. Memphis Depay um, maybe is worth a little chat. 0.77 XGA, uh, which is higher than a lot of people. We'll get to that later as well. Um, so, obviously, scored in the, in the USA game, maybe under the radar a bit for someone in a differential, um, especially for people who have got... I can't really get to him at the moment in Sky because I've got three strikers still in. All my players that are out aren't forwards. Um, I've got... A, a formation is 4-3-3 so I can't get another one but anyone on 4-4-2 or with a strike maybe someone with Morata or something who's gone out maybe is, is a consideration to bring in Memphis to play I say that 0.6 XG and 0.77 XGA isn't bad um, I think he's the only one I'm really looking at for Holland I know Dumfries pissed us all off when he did well in the USA game <laughs> I, I don't know if that's enough to persuade us to want to get him in though no. Um I don't know if either of you guys are looking for the Holland players particularly. No, simple answer. No, no. I haven't got any on my on my gaffer or my Sky plans. I think for me as well, I've already got one, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players playing on Friday. Um, so I, I'm kind of feeling I don't really want to add to that. Um, let's see how those seven go, um, and then. You know, because if you know if Brazil or Argentina get knocked out, for example, I'm going to be in big trouble if I've already used the transfer. So, yeah, I think that's a consideration for me as well. It's just, just doesn't really work for my team. But 
Yeah, they are the unique team left in there, Holland. The only team that I think play three at the back that are still in. So I think most teams' tactics and setups are similar-ish now. Maybe not exactly identical, but the Holland are the one anomaly really with their with their back three. Um, don't, don't really know what that means from a tactical perspective, but I feel like it's probably quite a good matchup for for Argentina. This one, most Holland seem quite open against quite a lot of teams to me. I've seen numerous inferior teams just sort of bound through the midfield and get access to the back three. I don't really want Messi doing that, do you? Of all people, sort of getting free run at your back three. So it feels like a game where Argentina could do well. Um, so no one's really tackling for Holland either. So I don't know if there will be enough there to upset any any rhythm. And it's worth pointing out for Argentina with their stats. So they have got a lot better since Enzo Fernandez has started to play in deep line midfield. Yeah. You'll see he's got top top tier passing twice. So has Rodrigo de Paul. And they've both been the latest two games, which are both the games that Fernandez has started. So he's obviously done quite a good job at linking defence and midfield and being that anchor in there to progress the ball forward. So it might not look like a lot. He's only got tier two passing twice, but he's only actually started two games. And he's got it in both. So if you're looking at, if you are in a position where you want to sort of put all your eggs in one basket now and think, oh, I've got a fair number of Argentina already, let's get a couple more. He's probably one to consider because he's probably going to get four or five points in this game. So I would expect him to get some tier one passes. He's maybe got a little bit more attacking threat than some of the other DMs. Um, so just something to, to weigh up with him. Um, I sold the pool um, to get Danny Elmo in. So I've, I've lost one Argentina, but I think I'm more inclined to want to get more eggs into the Brazil basket um, on that side of the draw now, if I'm honest. I think you, you pick sides now, right? You pick, I think I, I like Brazil most from that section to get to the final now. And I've only got one or two, two Brazil players. So I'm more inclined, I think, to try and get myself up to five or six eventually from them. And I'm prepared to wait another week, I think, for the other side. I don't really know what side of the, which which basket I want to go into between England and France because it's so hard to call. So I feel like I want to load up on Brazil because I haven't done it yet. And I've even, say, made the move already to maybe get some Argentina across to Brazil already. But um, nothing else particular in the Brazil numbers to shout about. I don't think Messi's obviously doing quite well. Um Defender-wise, Otamendi's got top-tier passes in all four games. I don't know if you're going to bring him in now if you haven't got him already, but he's an option for for passing. I don't think Holland will press particularly well in this game, so good chance he'll get it again. But They give up a lot of shots as well. I know we're coming to like goalkeeper stats and stuff later, but Netherlands have given up an awful lot of shots, haven't they, um, so far? So, yeah. you know, if you want to punt someone like Alvarez... Um, or, you know, I mean, you probably expect Messi to hit a shot here anyway, but, you know, it's going to be surprising or or let's put it another way. You wouldn't be surprised if, you know, three Argentina players came away with shots here, here, maybe. FPL Spartan has literally just put in the chat that he's heard a rumour that Molina and Enzo Fernandes may not play versus Netherlands. Don't know where the source is, but he's just put it into the chat. So I thought I would I would mention it as we were talking about it. Um. That would dispel the whole Fernandez thing you just spoke about, Craig. Unfortunately, but uh, I don't know why they do that. They've been so much better the last two games with him there, and I don't think really anyone else that can can do that role. Or I don't know they've got quite a lot of sort of that type of centre mid. Could could McAllister do it? He plays kind of that role a bit for for Brighton. Maybe he could do it. more but, attacking than defensive. Yeah, I say don't know. Be, be a bit, it'd be a bit strange for them to go against what they've been doing recently because they've been doing it well. The only thing that bothers me about this game, and I and I have loaded up on Argentinian players. I have two in two 
Dutch and Gaffer because they're left over. Um, and I don't have, I only have, I think, I don't have any in Sky, um, if I'm right in thinking. And partly, I'm, I am worried that Netherlands are quicker than Argentina. So the, the speed bothers me. That's the only thing that bothers me about Netherlands with Argentina is that they're, they're a bit quicker. Um, strike striker wise against defenders. Um, you mentioned Depay. Depay, he's still not full speed at all, and he's coming off early. But Gakpo is a is a very bad threat. Um, but yeah, I just I can't see past Argentina. No, I, I don't like Holland's energy in midfield. If I'm being honest, I think they'll get Argentina could end up running three on three. Messi with the ball, Alvarez and Di Maria sort of around him, like running at the back three. I know Van Dijk's got quite a good reputation for being probably the best of all for sort of not diving in and committing himself, but he's going to be in a could be in a predicament in this game, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be sort of seventy thirty in favour of Argentina winning this, and say my team's in Sky at least is set up that that would be be a good thing. I'm I'm. Team team permitting, obviously we get we get the T. Uh, we don't get Argentina actually, do we? Um, but I am hopefully potentially bringing in De Paul for this game. That's do we not get the lineups? For, is this not the first game? No, the, no, it's the old one is. Oh, okay, yeah. So if you're going to punt an Argentinian player, you kind of got to hope they're going to play. So that's why I've gone for De Paul because. Of I pretty much think he's undroppable from that team, really. One, at least one of the midfielders that's undroppable. So um, I'll be bringing him in for this game. Um, jump, should we move on? Yeah. So on to Brazil. Um, this is This feels like a funny game because Brazil haven't really been... I don't think dominating possession. Obviously, I, I think they're the best team in it and the most likely winners now, personally. But... They don't really run the game like an elite team do. I know no team runs the game maybe like Spain do, but Switzerland have had decent ball against them. Serbia got decent ball against them. So and Croatia, one of the best at the best of times for, for hogging possession. So it feels like I feel like Croatia will have more of the ball in this. Um but Brazil are just so deadly on the counter-attack, especially if people try and defend like South Korea do against them, which was shambolic uh, tactics from their manager to open themselves up like that. I don't think Croatia will quite be anywhere near as naive as that to no. try and play four on four against those four Brazilians. But so this should be tighter. Croatia in general are a team I don't think will let loads of goals in, which uh, makes this game tricky because look at those numbers for the three Brazilian attackers. And that's not including Vinicius, who's actually the weakest of the four number wise, but arguably the most potent of the four and probably had the biggest involvement in that South Korea game. Yeah. But you've got four players there, all with big threat about them. Um, I don't see Croatia letting more than one in. I think Brazil will win this game. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I think their defense is really going to struggle. I think you could see. I reckon they're going to take take them down once or twice. I think you could definitely see the the Croatian back line picking up a few cards. I think the yeah, pace maybe some cards, but I, I just think Croatia is sort of a, a B level Spain. I think they'll have sixty percent possession here. Don't really create very much with it. That means Brazil players don't get any bonus points for nothing. I definitely don't expect the centre backs to get tears in this game. No, um, that's if you're talking about sky tears, I guess. Then you, you, I, I kind of do agree with you uh, in terms of Brazil. Um, yeah, they won't. They're not a huge possession side, are they? Um, 
Croatia are the more possession side, but I still think even they might struggle to do that. Um, is, is Messi the standout captain on this day, right? Between both of these matches? Uh, he he not is, for yeah. Me. I've, I've personally gone Richarlison at the moment. I think I think it is Messi because it's like we spoke about, um, you know, the amount of the amount of shots Holland have given up. You know, is their midfield going to be able to cope with Argentina? All that stuff. Um, Messi is going to be on like pens, free kicks. Um, whereas with Brazil, it's kind of um, well, it won't be Richarlison, will it? It'll be Neymar. But um, It'll be Neymar on them, yeah. But yeah, it's it's. It's just we're getting to that stage now, aren't we? Like, if you're near the top, you're probably going to captain Messi. Everyone else, you've probably got to try and come up with something else, haven't you? Really, or it depends yeah, on your exactly, aim. Exactly. Now and again, but... and that's exactly, and that's exactly how I looked at it tomorrow. This morning, when I planned, I was like, everyone's going to go for Messi, and he was my captain originally. But then I looked at it and thought, oh, do you know what? I do think Brazil caused Croatia some troubles, um, and I'll go for Richarlison. It might even change and go to Vinicius. I've got Vinicius as well already, so I could change. Um, Vinicius seems to be the most likely one not to come off and be rotated much. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. He uh, looks so awkward in Sky here, but it's just not one, but not one tier for anything. The lowest XGA, the lowest XG of all the four attackers. So everything's pointing towards him being the worst of the four assets in Sky. Um, but say so he looks the biggest goal threat. Um, I, I think they'll struggle with his pace I really do really think Croatia will struggle with Vinicius's pace on that side and it, I guess it feels like midfielders there's a lesser options aren't there with, with strikers there's plenty of others that you may not be able to get Neymar or Richarlison if you want to go double Argentina as an example where midfielders Argentina haven't got the same depth of options I don't think so maybe you can have Vinicius and Rafinha easier than one of the strikers Um yeah, I'm not. I want to get more Brazil in, but I don't really know who I want in this game. I'm not prepared to sell any of my three strikers to get one. <laughs> uh, to be <laughs> fair, to be a midfielder, I think. To... I I got I got lucky because obviously I've got um, Al Alba in in uh, in defence, so I can get rid of Alba to Richarlison quite nicely, um, which works. Yeah, see, I've got Messi, Alvarez and Mbappe. I don't particularly want to sell any of them three to get Neymar or Richarlison, I don't think. Have you got Rafinha already? Craig? Yeah, and I've got Rafinha already as well. Yeah. So I think he's, he's the one. one. If, you don't, if you don't have him already, I, he's the one that I'd be looking at because he, he, could, he, could, he, you know, he, he could get tackles and shots and a goal. Um, I think he's the, he's the one out of the attackers that could get more, more than one type of tier, potentially. Um, and yeah, yeah. defenders don't like I've already got Marquinhos I think most people probably got one the other option is to get the, I'm the same as you Darren I've got Alba which defender do I want for the second one probably Thiago Silva if you look at the rest of the competition but I don't so I don't. I think he's a clean sheet only in this game If I'm, it, that's my personal opinion I don't think he'll get past in tears here because Croatia will have the ball so yeah I, I think Brazil are a bit tricky in this game I agree with Martin if you haven't got Rafinha he's probably the one Maybe take a punt on a striker if you've got space. I don't hate that. Maybe even Neymar if his ownership's down. He's got the highest XGA there, one point two something, yeah, which is quite high. But it feels like a one-nil Brazil game to me. This. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm assuming none of us are going to get any Croatia players. And we're doing all right. Our Modric here, Martin. Look at his 
I think in terms of tier variation, he's probably the best player in the whole game. Four different tiers he's got out of the six. Mate, it's, he's been... He's, I've captained him twice and it's been it could have been so different. Both times I've captained him, he's been so close to hitting passes, tackles, shots and goals, like all in the same game. Like both times he's been one tackle short and one shot on target short. Um, obviously it would need to go in. But yeah, it's been literally, if he could get one more tackle, and score, he's going to get passes, tackles, a goal, and shots. And he's been one short both times I've done it. But yeah, annoying. He's, the, uh, he's your road captain, is he again? You going there again? <laughs> I don't know if I can do it to myself again. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I, I don't. I don't. I say I've got seven players that day, so I'm going to. I'm going to keep him, obviously, because he plays first. So yeah, this is this is one of the reasons why. Uh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make a transfer until after these first two games because, um, you know, he's a he's a decent option, but you know, e- either he's going out or three of my Brazil players are going out. So, um, yeah. How many have you got out right now? Just Spain. Just Danny Olmos, the only player that's gone out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got I got Alba and Al Olmo. Yeah, you got the same two as me. So we've we've got the tricky decision with two out. What to do? Um, I've got the plan. <laughs> yeah, Croatia. I don't. I, say, I don't hate. I don't. I think Vardy has got half a decent chance of some sort of bonus. Lovren's got a bit more goal threat. Brozovic will probably get something. Seems to be getting top tier passes pretty much every game, and I think they'll have the ball. But they're not the most sexiest picks, are they? When you've got three transfers now. Um, not I mean, you like you deal. like Kramaric, don't you, Darren? Is he a uh, I, I I did I did for the last game. I thought he'd do quite well, but then they rotate. Well, they put him on the left, um, and they put oh, can't remember up front. Um, guy who hadn't played yet. It was really weird. It was Petkovic. He wasn't very good. He was the guy that started. Yeah, he was, he was dog. Sh- yeah, he played dog <laughs> shit. To be fair, um, and then obviously yeah, they had Perisic as well up there. So yeah, I did like Kramerik, but. Uh, I wouldn't be bringing Kramaric in uh, for Brazil. Not not in a million years. Um, in, in fact, I wouldn't ever. I wouldn't bring a Croatian player in full stop now um, against Brazil. I've no, got I've got Perisic, and that annoys me enough. <laughs> he's another frustrating one. I've, he's frustrated. He's frustrated me not owning him. To be honest, he always seems to. It's one of those teams, Croatia. If they're going to do something, just anyone but him, and it's always him. And there's always that one team, isn't there? You, you, I don't mind if they do something, just not that one player for that team. And it's that player. Yeah. Yeah. I do, I, I do think, I'm not, I'm not going to captain Modric, but I do think, again, it's another one where he could potentially hit every tier. And if he gets a free kick or a penalty and knocks it in, then it's going to be a haul. Um, it could happen still. But... <laughs> Let's go on. What's the next one? Cool. It is Morocco, Portugal. The best one till last. This game is absolutely shit from a tier perspective. I'll put that out there first. If you're looking at getting anyone in on this game, you need a return. Otherwise, you're not getting anything. Akimi, I think in four matches, there's been six tiers to Morocco players, and three of them are Hakimi for tackling. No one's got a passing or a shot tier for Morocco in any game yet. And their striker that's pretty much played every game has got an XGA of 0.09. I 
for a striker, which is absolutely woeful, right? ZH is ZH and Romain Sace is the joint highest XGA with 0.2. Roman so people might be getting excited about Morocco now. And so I can see it in Gaffer. You might sneak it. Like Akimi might be a good good buy in Gaffer now. I think I'm probably going to get him. But for Sky, I don't think yeah. you can t- I don't think you can touch him, Morocco. These numbers are, are woeful. Don't like Morocco. Still don't <laughs> like Morocco, regardless of what they're doing. I don't, don't <laughs> like them whatsoever. Um, very. Yeah, sorry, Mike. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say it's it's, it's quite disappointing, really, because I'm at that stage now where, you know, I'm I'm the sort of fantasy manager where, you know, I don't care what my end rank is. You know, I'll I'll throw punches at the end and, you know, to try and get as high as possible. Um, and if it ends up that I finish five thousandth or whatever, like you know, so what? So so I'd I'd love to be able to just buy three Morocco players and just hope they get <laughs> to the final. But when you look at this, it's like. Even I don't think I can do that. <laughs> no, no, just absolutely shocking. I mean, even even Akimi, I mean, he's a phenomenal player, as we know anyway from PSG, but genuinely, like, I still think, Port- I think Portugal will, will walk him. I do. Not just because Portugal played really well against Switzerland last night. I mean, in fairness, they just were very, very cutthroat last night. They didn't completely dominate or anything like that. They just took their chances. Um, and Switzerland were, in all fairness, were god awful. Um, Morocco might put up a bit more of a fight than Switzerland did last night, in all fairness, but I, I can't see it. I think Portugal will walk them. Um, the only question for you guys, I'd say, in, in, in terms of Portugal, is, do you think Ramos keeps his place? You can't drop him yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll start ahead of Ronaldo again. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah that's fair enough. I thought I'd ask. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. I think he will as well. But uh, I thought I'd ask. Am I the only one that thinks Morocco will win this? Then, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I don't think it will be. I'm not as confident as Darren that Portugal will win. But I, th- I think you know, if you put a gun to my head, I th- and I had to pick one, I would go with Portugal. But um, yeah, they're not to be underestimated. Morocco, they've defended very well, um, and they've got some good players, but. Yeah, I, I think... just think there's a risk of over overselling what Portugal did yesterday. They obviously got a really good early lead from one outrageous finish from piece of skill from, from Ramos that turn on the left foot and shot in the near post and then a, a set piece. And, and once they've gone 2 new up, it's a completely different game, right? Switzerland are more open, more expensive, got to try and get back into the game. And then Portugal were fairly ruthless when there was extra space for them as a result of that. In general, if that was a tighter game, I, I don't think it would have been anything like that because and, and, and Morocco, I think, will keep it a lot tighter than what Switzerland managed to. Mm. So this is still nil-nil after 60 minutes. I, I still think Portugal have got issues with runners. This, this this team there hasn't got enough runners in it for me. Everyone wants the ball to feet and no one wants to run. And I think that's... A, Spain obviously found this problem yesterday, tried to break Morocco down. There wasn't enough runners. And I, I feel like Portugal could end up getting into the same point here. Although Portugal don't keep the ball as well, because look at their passing tiers and stuff as well. There's no one's got a tier two passing bonus at all yet for for Portugal, so they're not great at keeping the ball. No, they they, uh, they pass it far too much. So I, I don't know who's going to dominate this game. Neither, neither team so far in this tournament has showed sort of dominance with the ball. Is this really going to be one of those really big end to end games, or is one team finally going to start to show some? They're both quite good on the ball, aren't they? The, the, yeah. the way that Morocco got through the Spain press and stuff yesterday was really good. And you can't, we, we already know like Bernardo and people like that, what they're like for like technical ability. So 
Yeah. Two quite technical teams, but who don't seem to be very good at keeping the ball. So I think it's quite hard to call how this is going to go. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And this is why I think Portugal are slight favourites for me, because I just think like Felix or Fernandez or, you know, maybe Ramos now. You just, I mean, not, you know, Morocco have got players that can pull something out of the bag. I just think, you know, it could be a tight game and Portugal have maybe got a few more players that could just produce that moment for them. But I agree with you that it will be quite tight and, yeah, difficult you, you trust to trust their players over the 0.09 XG uh, Morocco striker. Mm-hmm. And this is the hard bit now because if you don't want to pin your... If you've got three transfers for the second day of Sky, I'm not blown away by anyone in this game particularly. Would you punt Ramos now as most people won't have him? He's, he's, I suppose he's the someone to punt because his ownership's so low. But yeah. if you're not really sure what's going to happen in the England-France game, do you want to try and get a piece of this? But who do you go for? Who, who you'll, see the, you'll see the team as well, won't you? Because Morocco-Portugal's first. So you will get that confirmation if Ramos, for example, is in the team. Um, yeah, I so I've, 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 I've got him in mind. Striker, I think. Sorry, mate, say again? I'd probably rather punt him than an England or France striker if it was, if it was a, an option like that. Yeah. Um, Dallas my pick for this game. Yeah, I think I think Felix is a reasonable shout as well. I think Felix looked a lot better playing with Ramos than I yeah, I um, can't I can't get to a third striker. So I had to go for either a midfielder or uh yeah, I had to go for a defender. Um so I've gone um I I go to Dallow. Uh, that's my. That's well. I mean, I get to see the lineup. I mean, at the end of the day, if Dallo's not playing, then I might go Guerrera. Um, but I can't see why Dallo wouldn't be playing this match. He's been really, really class. Yeah, with his team up, look at <clears throat> me. Cancelo is not in this team at the minute, so that's that's the same team that played that started the last game. I just assume they picked the same team again. But I don't know what they do with Cancelo. Um, he, he's not. Dallo plays on the other side anyway, doesn't he? So shouldn't be a problem, but yeah, I mean, Cancelo, uh, Cancelo. I've, I mean, as you guys know, we spoke about it. I've had him in my team, um, <laughs> most teams from the very start, and he's been absolutely woeful. <laughs> so, you know, he's about zero point zero three or something. Daft. Like on, so honestly, like just nothing. just dreadful. Um, cool. Let's skip on. Let's skip on. <laughs> Yeah, the impossible game to call. I'm, I'm thinking England are slight favourites for this, but only because they've got a bit more variety about it. I think France are quite predictable, but that they're what's predictable about them may still be too strong for England. So it's, it's a hard game. If you were to push me now, I'd say England are probably just more likely to win. But, um, but I mean, you've got more, more faith <laughs> than I have. It's, it's the England attackers that I'd want to punt with a transfer, but we don't see the lineup. So you're back in awkward territory again. Are they going to start Saka and Foden again? Obviously, Sterling being still away is one less player to worry about. And I think Southgate likes having a pace option on the bench to bring on. So I think Rashford will stay on the bench because Southgate will want to bring him on, which leads me to think that they'll, they'll start Foden and Saka again here and leave Grealish and Rashford to replace both of those in the second half. Um. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same starting eleven that played um, the Senegal game. Yeah, but 
and I, I look at Foden, we'll get to, there's another screen coming up, but Foden's got the highest XGA of any midfielder in Sky. That 0.8 is really high. Not sure what his ownership is in Sky, but maybe he's a, a big genuine option if his ownership's quite low. Maybe it's him to get in. Yeah. Tier-wise, he's not getting very much, but in terms of expectation and expected numbers, he's, his numbers are really good. I'm not it's, feeling it's... convinced. <laughs> It's a game I'd quite like to target because, um, you know, people might shy away from it because they don't know who's going to go through. So that's my problem. It could be it could be a way to make some ground. But yeah, so ho- hopefully we get like a reasonably reliable like team league. I suppose the, the good thing is that, you know, there's no there's no um, early games. Right. So Morocco, Portugal is not till three o'clock. So there's a there's a fair chance that we might know the team by then. Um I'm but sticking yeah. well away from it. I've got, I've got. I, I just think it's, 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 it's potentially a good option for me to get a couple of England midfielders because, yeah, you know, because Danny Olmo will obviously needs to go because he's out. Yeah. So if I take Olmo and Modric out, you know, Bellingham's quite cheap. So you know, I could probably get like Bellingham and Foden for for that kind of money, which is you know, which is you know, you're risking them going out, but. You know, fuck it. It's quarterfinal stage now. You know, you're going to lose players at some point. You've got. To... I think it's a, it's a good option. I could see it being a potentially a high scoring game. You know, if you think of like games we've had against Spain and Germany recently that have been proper ding dongs, um, I, I could see it potentially going that way. But I think it could be if Southgate don't sort of shit his pants and go ultra defensive here, which I think he's more than capable of doing. Going back to the three at the back here because he's scared of France. So, That's the first of the podcast discussing Southgate shit in his pants. <laughs> I, I think they play the same formation. We already saw how much Senegal almost got in behind early on. France can do that. France, I don't like them defensively. I think they're quite ropey at the back as well. So I agree with Martin. This could be a two or three or if England actually go for it and make and try and play. But will Southgate set up to try and not lose? And then we may end up with a die nil-nil with France having all the ball. A bit like England Italy sort of Euros final game. We could have a game like that where England are basically hanging on for a for a nil nil and extra time. I mean, Italy are really lucky. They haven't even. They, I mean, they haven't played a game yet, and we're in the quarterfinals. <laughs> When's their slide? Is that next? Is it the, the yeah Italy? Yeah, <laughs> just a picture of a house. They're at home. Um, just, just the other quick one. Stones is like Otamendi. He's got top tier bonus in all the games so he's probably worth I'm going to keep him him and Otamendi the only two defenders left in that have got top tier bonus in every match um, Bellingham I, I think is interesting because he looks like he's got a bit more freedom if England sticks to 4-3-3 play in most advanced he's basically in a, he's a bit of a moderate now I think he'll get a bit of everything it wouldn't surprise me if he scored because he's with late runs into the box he's obviously got licence to go and hunt the ball and, and press which could get in some tackling Parsons maybe a not so likely for him now playing that a bit further forward, but not impossible. So yeah, I don't mind betting him as a pick now, I think as a sort of Frank Lampard type goal scoring mid, if he's given that sort of license. It'll be him on the other two centre mids, won't it? That's been asked to go and do that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I've got three France and one England. <laughs> so, you know, I'm Last really question. Wanting- Harry Kane, last question for you two. What, what are your thoughts on no, that? No, just I've, I put faith in him at the very start of the whole World Cup. He was in, he was in my gaffer team. He was in my Sky team. He's not done fucking anything for me. I just, I, I, yeah, I don't mind it. Um, I'm not going with him in Sky just because I've already got Messi and Mbappe, Richarlison. So 
don't you know don't feel a need to change that i i, I am going to bring him in and gaffer um i'm not i think i think it's fine like i say i would like like we've already touched on, I, I think it could potentially be a high-scoring game. He's on penalties. I mean, anything. He won't score them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's the whole bloody problem with him. I, I mean, he's a great player, but he's very frustrating to own. Um, Looking forward to that penalty. Kane versus Lloris. That would be a good penalty, that, if, that, if it comes to that. Yeah, right. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> Every penalty is Lloris seen in take. Yeah, very good point. <laughs> That's a really good one. Um, cool. France, day one. We, we've got to get anyone in quickly for France. Oh, sorry, I jumped on. Uh, no, no, I've already, like I said, I've already got three. I don't, the thing is, I thing is, I don't want to, I don't want to go all in with a team because I still want to not have to make, <laughs> I don't want to go into next round with potentially less players. Like that's, that's the problem. You are going to, at this stage, you like Martin mentioned, you're going to lose players. But I'd rather lose one to two than I would five six. Well, I've only got Mbappe. I don't know if that's enough at the moment for France. I'd say you? I'd say definitely no. I can <laughs> see. No, 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 that's that's not. I would get you a many if I were you. Mm. I've already got Rabiot, so I can't get you a many. But I've only got Mbappe as well, and I think that's. I think that's how it will stay. I think it's more likely that I'll bring in. Bellingham and another England midfielder and just even over Dembele Dembele yeah I don't know maybe the thing is I had I had Rabiot and um, Griezmann for the Poland game and you know that didn't that didn't go well Um, yeah I just think I suppose it's it's a pun I mean like we say you know if you want to make Um, no one's got him no one's got him he is potentially explosive Um, I'll give you that I think yeah I think Dembele is one that you know if you're trying to if you're trying to like you know throw a punch to make ground but you accept that it could easily be two points then um, yeah I don't mind Dembele on to the goalkeepers Um, I'm I'm not in a position to make a transfer in Sky so it's a little bit pointless for me this and Unfortunately, I've got the worst goalkeeper on the list here in Emmy Martinez. That he made two saves in the whole of the World Cup, which is uh, not ideal. And they ain't keeping that many clean sheets either, Argentina. So he's been a bit of a bit of a bad choice, if I'm being honest. I mean, this uh, is more of a graphic for Gaffer, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you want to go on, Martin? You lead with it because you're. I've, even both my goalkeepers in Gaffer are still in as well. So I know we're going to talk about Gaffer chips and stuff in a minute, but I'm not even going to make no, a goalkeeper I... transfer in Gaffer either because my two are still in. Oh, I've made one. <laughs> yeah. I've made I've made a keeper change in Gaffer. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, is anybody going to make? Is, is I mean, let's let's try and not jump around too much. Is anybody going to make a goalkeeper transfer in Sky? Um, I suppose. Well, if your goalkeeper's out, then you are, aren't you? But um, I, I mean, so, yeah. You, I mean, yeah. No. I mean, Nopper. I mean, I don't. I don't mind Nopper as a as a as a pun, if you think Netherlands could potentially get through against Argentina for whatever, for whatever reasons, then, you know, we spoke about the amount of shots that Holland have been given up and you can see it here. He's made 15 saves. He's made a save tier in every game so far, save tier two against USA. Um, So again, it's, you know, he's potentially a high ceiling player. Messi has a tendency to miss penalties in big games. Um, You know, it's, He's a he's a big ceiling he's, he's the ceiling pick isn't he Nopper I think um, 
if I was looking at this now and bringing a keeper, and I think I'd get Costa in based on this. Morocco, we kind of know, haven't got much goal threat or the chances they are getting aren't of high XG. So is Costa's shown a couple of times he can get saves. So is he probably the best all-round goalkeeper for maybe getting some saves and maybe keeping a clean sheet? I don't think Doppert's going to keep a clean sheet. He might get some save tiers, but I think Argentina will score at least one. Portugal, I could see maybe Costa getting some saves and uh, mm-hmm. maybe keeping a clean sheet as well. So I think if I was going to make a transfer now, and handily plays on day two as well, right? If your keeper gets knocked out. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I've got Martinez, and if Argentina go out, I've got bigger problems than changing my goalkeeper, I think. So I've got Messi and Alvarez and everyone else. So I still don't even know if I'll get rid of Martinez, even if Argentina lose. Um, it'll be a decision for for the second day. But I'm, I'm actually was quite surprised putting this graphic together. How few save tiers these goalkeepers have got. Four keepers have got nothing. And five yeah. of the eight keepers have made no more than five saves so far in four matches, which is was an Allison made for all these five in one game. Um, but it's, it's been pretty poor actually for goalkeepers this tournament. It seems like. Yeah, same. Again, when we come to Gaffer in a minute, um, I'll tell you the, the order that I put things together in, and I was like, oh, that's just completely shat all over my argument. But we'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's go on, Darren. I think I say it's not much talking point here apart from yeah, Roberts well ahead. Just to, I know we jumped around for teams, so there's just some passing tiers so far. So, yeah, Stones and Otamendi doing well. Tuomaini has got passing all four games as well, not always top tier, but he's got four. Um, the other one, <laughs> it's Tiago, isn't it? Yeah, t- yeah sorry, Tiago Silva, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think you can bring any of these players in on none of them seem to have much else going for them apart from the it's not a player who's got passing and, and some upside about them they're all fairly should we say negative players on this list all dms and center backs aren't they which is not really a surprise kind of make kind of makes sense though why they've got the passing tier and they potentially yeah. could get tackling as well that's that's kind of why you'd bring them in isn't it it's a shame there isn't one taking a few set pieces or something amongst this list that could have been an option but it doesn't look like we've got that unless you really fancy harry Maguire is finally going to score header from a corner now you could maybe try and get him in he's having a great tournament great tournament Harry Maguire well not in the last game he was dreadful against Senegal he looked like yeah yeah, he was he was actually but uh, yeah apart from that yeah before that he was quite good Um, still didn't concede though so that's all right. Uh, shall I jump on yeah jump on this one's maybe a little bit more noteworthy so the strikers at the top they're in order of XG um, but the other obviously numbers are there as well um, Ramos is obviously should have probably have an asterisk next to his name he's only played one match so maybe a bit deceiving his stats but some of the other numbers are a bit surprising like Messi's six for expected goals um, Giroud actually the second of the sort of more regular starters is Giroud who's got the highest XG of all of the players so hmm. I don't know if that makes I've got him in gaffer and be keeping him um, same Sky is maybe an option to bring in if you but again, I've got two Argentine strikers. If they both get through, I'm going to hold them and I've got Mbappe. So I don't think I'm going to get to Giroud. But if you've got a space for a striker, it looks like Neymar's a valid punt here. I guess his ownership's not that high. In terms of expected goals and assists, he's actually top if you look at sort of the regular starters. So uh, even though he's not playing centre forward, he's playing more as an advanced eight or number 10. I don't really know where you'd call it, but he's quite central and a bit deeper. 
His XGA is still the best of all of the outfield players, which I was quite surprised to find that out, to be honest. I didn't expect that. Um, and then, say, Memphis Depay, Harry Kane, nowhere in sight. That's how bad he's been. He's so, so low that he's not even good enough to make the top eight strikers. So... Uh, you know what he's like, though. He'll just like <laughs> he'll just turn that on its on its head, like in a in one game. Like, like, yeah, he has only had that one good chance, really, and he buried it right against Senegal. The one chance you'd expect him to score, he did. I don't remember him having too many others. That he's, again, it's it's he sits deep, and I mean he's been putting through balls in. Obviously, he sits deep, and, and he acts more like a cam, and that's that's the problem with having him as uh, as a striker. Uh, he acts as a cam. He's very good at dropping back, receiving the ball, turning, being strong and laying the ball off. And we saw that when he put Rashford straight through. You know, Rashford didn't finish it. It was a good save. But that's, that's Kane's game these days, isn't it? Like a deep-lying playmaker. It's simple as that. Um, He's really a hard captain, isn't he, against France? I think, again, I know we spoke about the alternative to Messi on the first day. I think Mbappe is understandably going to be the, the most popular captain on the second day. I don't know who the alternatives will be unless you're going to try and captain that. If you are going to captain Ramos, if you get him in. I'm punting. Um, so at the moment, my set, because obviously where I am position-wise, I need to do something. So for so, me, I'm going for potentially, I've got Mbappe, but I'm looking at uh, Bruno Fernandes. Just going to try and punt. I've got I've got to at the end of the day. There's no point yeah. in, you know, Mbappe could score, but... Fernandez could score an assist and maybe pick up a pass in tier. It is what it is. Yeah, I just, I think, um, I think you know, almost anybody in the England France game. Um, again, coming back to it, you know, I think it wouldn't surprise me if you know one one of England or France scores three or four. It wouldn't. Um, so yeah, you just you know, it could it could be it could be that Giroud you know scores the goals instead of Mbappe. Um, it could be that Saka scores the goals instead of Kane, but for me, the, the the France England game is the one that could be explosive. I don't see Morocco Portugal being an explosive game where you could you know get a brace or a hat trick or whatever. But mm, yeah, true. I think I'm going to go Saka. He already got three shots and top tier shots in the Iran game, and I think the way France set up, it'll be Teo Hernandez, who's the attacking. Fullback, it'd be Kunde, I imagine, or Pavard, but they're a bit more defensive. So if there's going to be space, I think he'll be done French left. Mbappe don't track back, and Hernandez is encouraged to get forward as well. So if there's going to be space, it feels like England's right winger might be the uh, most likely to be in it, which will be, I imagine, Saka will start in that position. So I think just for that sort of tactic sort of argument, I think I'd probably go with him. But he didn't make the list on the bottom. Those three midfielders, Foden, Rafinha and Bruno Fernandez. Are a long way clear for XGA over any other midfielder, all over 0.8 XGA. The next best was like 0.4 or something really low. So those three midfielders, based on expect, expected numbers, are a, are a long way ahead. So if you're looking at midfield punts, those three stand out from a stats perspective to to get in. Bruno's a decent shot probably as well against Morocco. Yeah, that's that's why I'm going with it. I like I say, I got I got to catch up somehow, get decent positioning. So that's where I'll go with that. Uh, move on to the next one. Yep. So our Sky teams. Yeah. So just quickly, um, yeah. Thoughts. Just just sum up that into any moves you're planning to make. Really, um, without trying to repeat ourselves too much. I think 
I haven't got much to say, to be honest, because I'm, like I said, I'm just a big wait and see. Got seven players playing on the first day. Let's see who goes through, who goes out. And, and that's going to massively influence where my transfers are. If, if say, it's only, you know, Modric that goes out, for example, um, which is possible, then I think, you know, I'll be looking at Olmo and Modric, maybe to two England midfielders and just... Um, see how that goes. I mean, Bellingham would be one of them because, you know, the price would allow, um, you know, a more expensive one to go with him. Um, but yeah, that's where I, that's where I am with it at the moment. Nice. Um, yeah, the two Spain need to go. Um, I think I am more likely to, I've got to decide whether I want to transition to three, four, three. Um, I, I think I do want Saka. And there's a reasonable chance I want Vinicius, even though we already spoke about his numbers not being as good as the other ones. I can't get to the Brazil strikers. I don't. And if Argentina win, I'll probably just hold both of them, my my two Argentine strikers. So I, I think Olmo to Vinicius is probably my move immediately. I think I can afford it. And then it's just with what I do with Alba. Do I hold on and make him Saka and go three four three? And then what? Then leave the third transfer sort of up in the air, or do I get a defender in who's playing on day one, but on the basis that not a lot of them look like they're going to get tears to go with any sort of attacking returns. I I, I won't be surprised if there's uh, if there's no clean sheets on day. Well, maybe Brazil. So I think Croatia don't score that many, but I think both teams will probably score in the Argentina Holland game, like maybe like two one three one Argentina or something. Um, so I think Brazil will win 1-0, but the defenders ain't the most... The, none, the full-backs don't get forward, so they don't really give you much attacking threat. No. And then the centre-backs, I don't think, is even going to get past in tiers because Croatia will have the ball. So there's not really much appeal in getting a defender in on that first day, I don't think. So, yeah, I don't know what to do with Alba yet. So the, the, the upside punt is Teo Hernandez, isn't it? The second day, he's the most aggressive, or maybe a Portugal defender even against Morocco or something. If, if Dallo plays... I don't hate that move, but again, it's a day two move, isn't it? For now, I think it'll probably just be Olmo to Vinicius on day one and then see what happens with the other two, I think. Okay, good. For me, it's looking out like... there, What's that? You've got it all mapped out. I've Yeah, well, I mean, it's not hard, but it's only three transfers, is it? <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I'm looking... Uh, I need to wait for the team sheet for Brazil. Obviously, it's the first game. But I mean, I'm 99% confident that Richarlison will start up front, um, and I will be then going uh, Alba and Richard Alba to Richarlison, Olmo to Depaul. So that gives me six for the first day, and then the next day when I see the team sheet and make sure Dallo's in Portugal team, I'll be going Perisic to uh, Dallo, or potentially anyone who might have left, the, who might be out already. <laughs> um, but that that's the that's the plan for me. Yeah, Dello is quite a good one now, isn't he? If we get we, we see him start, and I'm guessing most people won't think about getting him in. I think the focus will be on that England France game, so he could be a decent little differential on day two. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. Um, yeah, I'm hoping it uh, it'd be Dallo or Guerrera would be that would be the people I'd be looking at. Yeah, one of those will start at least, won't they? I'd like to think so. I mean, it would be surprising for them not to. In all fairness, but we'll wait and see. see. You'll, you'll uh, see the lineup anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sky done. Keepers, keepers versus golf. Right. Is this where you so, find your own thought of thoughts up? 
Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so we're going to move on to the the Gaffer game, um, the Gaffer game now, and I think um, the big big consideration for people this week is maybe Jeepers Keepers or Goldfest um, to play as as a boost. So, I just thought I'd have a look at, you know, what could we realistically expect from Jeepers Keepers, and then, you know, for for Goldfest, it's quite straightforward, right? It's five points extra for every goal scored. So if you can if you can figure out you know what would what could you reasonably expect from cheapest keepers, then it's pretty straightforward to figure out okay well how many goals would need to be would I need to get to you know cover or better that. Um, so the first thing I did was I thought okay what's a what's a reasonable scenario for cheapest keepers? So I did this before I looked into any save points or anything else. Um, so that's uh, the 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 kind of little table on the right hand side there. So I kind of thought eight saves between two keepers is seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. obviously, obviously, it doesn't matter whether one gets eight and one gets none, or they get four each, or anything in between. It doesn't matter if they get eight between them. Then that that feels reasonable. So that would be twenty four bonus points. Um, so eight times three. If they get two half clean sheets between them, so that could be one of them getting a clean sheet and the other concedes in both halves, or it could be, you know, they get a half clean sheet each or whatever. Again, it doesn't matter. But I thought two out of two out of a possible four half clean sheets sounds reasonable. So that would be another four points. Um, and then um and then you'd get the um you get the you get the appearance points um for your for your subkeeper. Right. So um so actually that's wrong actually, sorry. So it's only two extra points because you'd get the, obviously the starting keeper anyway. Um so yes, yeah, so sorry, that should be two points instead of four. So all in all, if there's eight saves between your two keepers and there's two half clean sheets between your two keepers, then that would be 30 extra points. So that doesn't sound outrageous, does it? That that could happen. No. Um, so obviously you'd need you'd need seven goals to really better that then, because seven goals would be thirty five extra points. So eight saves and a couple of half clean sheets to me sounds a lot more achievable than picking a team that gets you know seven goals across it. It might not be like seven goals across the four games. Let alone you got to own them seven players. Wait, exactly. 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Because so, I did this, I did this last week, didn't I? To you before running, follow the leader. I said, yeah, you know, Goldfest looks good potentially. But then I said to you, well, do you know what? Even if my fir- all my midfielders and all my strikers score, it's only an extra thirty points. I know we haven't got this yeah. information to hand, but I wonder how many goals we got in week one when the likes of Argentina were playing Saudi Arabia and with those clear mismatches. I bet we didn't get seven goals across our gaffer teams in that week. Yeah, well, exactly. You're gonna. This 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 was the this is what I was going to come in with, you know, to say, you know, surely it's cheapest keepers because there's a fair chance you're going to need a good six or seven goals on Goldfest to beat it. But then I looked at okay, so what would the goalkeepers have scored in the round of sixteen if I was playing cheapest keepers? Um, and you can see it's actually not brilliant. Uh, so, <laughs> so for the benefit of audio, so if you played cheapest keepers in the round of sixteen. Um, Noppert would have got 17 bonus points um, against USA. Allison would have got 17 bonus points against South Korea. So if you've gone with Noppert and Allison, 
you'd have been laughing. That would have been 36 extra points. They made five saves each, right? Based on the other table on the, the last slide. That's why they got so many. Yeah, they made guess five saves. Guess who my two keepers are on Jeepers Keepers this week? Is it going them again? So, not, yeah. not put an Allison. Not put an Allison. So, if they do the same as last week, you'll be laughing because that would be 36 points. When it comes to um, Gaffer, I'm never laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and just, uh, yeah, because it's 17 plus 17, 34. Plus the subkeeper appearance points is also yeah. extra. So 36 points is the best you could have done in the round of 16. Um, Livakovic versus Japan would have been 11 points. Pickford against Senegal would have been seven. Um, Baunu versus Spain would have been seven. Costa versus Switzerland would have been five. Lloris versus Poland would have been five. And Martinez versus Australia would have been five. You only so got seven, Bono, despite, even though you got a clean sheet. That's nuts, isn't it? Um, did he get? It was nil nil, wasn't it? Oh f- yeah, sorry, I've messed that up. It's because I was looking at the Sky Court scorecards, and it's I think it. Uh, there weren't yeah, that many clean sheets everyone. in this round, was there? There weren't. There, there weren't. No, I think I might have only put a half clean sheet. So maybe that should. Maybe that should be. Uh, maybe that should be eleven as well. But anyway, get the idea. Like the worst yeah. you could have done was to pick the two five. You could have, if you'd picked like Costa and Martinez, for example, you could have come out with 12 points. So that gives you, that gives you a rough idea. So you're probably looking at a ceiling of around about, you know, high, high thirties, mid to high thirties. Um, and you, and, and the worst outcome is probably around about 12 points. Um, so if it goes, so if it goes towards the top end, Goldfest is, you know, you're not going to get anywhere near it, probably. But down the bottom end, you know, if you get three or four goals, you might beat it, but you won't beat it by much. Um, so cheapest keepers is definitely the the ceiling play, isn't it? I think. Probably yeah. floor play as well, isn't it? Because it's more than feasible. You might not get no goal scorers. Yeah, you could get no goal scorers as well. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly the other point. Yeah. You know, you could put it put it on Messi and Giroud and uh, Messi and Mbappe and all that, and it's going to be Giroud and uh, De Paul. Is the goal. whole squad, or just you have to select the players? Uh, whole squad, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's, yeah, it's your whole squad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The bench. But you know, you know, realistically, what's your bench going to be? Two defenders and a cheap midfielder, probably. Yeah, probably someone not not likely. Nice keepers, keepers. It is then. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I, 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 I think so. It's not we, quite. It's when you know. Do we get any there, more? Which are there any more? What? Sorry. Ch- new chips after this quarter. Yeah, we get. We'll get another set after this, won't we? But you can probably only use one of them, right? Mm, I can't remember, but yeah, we don't know yet. We don't know what. We don't know what they are. I don't think. No, we don't know what probably. they are. But I, I only. I thought maybe you'd only be able to use one potentially. But yeah, that'd be cool. Um, cool. Move on. Yeah. Here are our gaffer teams. Oh, uh, it probably would have been easier. Uh, you should have asked for me to do it like in the 15. I would have done that. Yeah, but we're able to show your actual 11 with the bench because you've actually gone ahead and done it. Whereas me and Craig are just like, <laughs> it's a, you know, just playing on the transfer page. But uh, <laughs> that is very fair. So, um, yeah. Yeah, go on. You go first then, Darren, this time since we can. Uh see your whole your whole plan you've done it you can you can kind of see the teams i'm i'm going hard on can't you really um portugal argentina brazil and france um 
it, it is what it is, isn't it? At the end of the day, I, I've gone Felix. I, I did consider the other guy, but he also did get taken off early yesterday, um, about 70th minute for Ronaldo. There's no nothing to say that that won't happen again, but slightly earlier, especially if he hasn't scored. So for me, I think Felix is getting rotated as well, but a bit later. Um, I've just been really impressed with him. And it's it's the, it's the price at the end of the day as well, isn't it? Um, I really wanted to get Fernandes in. I've got, I think my midfield is really, really strong. <laughs> uh, don't think you can deny that. So for me, yeah, it, it is what it is. Don't, I've got Gakpo first sub. So if, you know, if for any reason anyone doesn't play, I can't, I've gone for people who are pretty much set dead in stone to play. Um, that's all I've done. It is quite simple. Jeepers keepers are Nopper and Allison. Um, I had no idea about the fact that they were, both top would have been top for Jeepers Keepers last week. Um, that's nice to know, but now I've done that. Watch them be bottom this week. I don't think Allison will be higher this week because Croatia don't shoot. Exactly. So I, can't, I can't imagine Allison being a great that, that is a, That was my worry with it. I actually got rid of somebody, I think it was Costa actually, for Nopper, knowing that I think they will concede shots. Um, I, more than, more than uh, Portugal, uh, more than, yeah, Portugal will, I think. Um, but yeah, that is my concern with Alisson is I don't think Croatia are going to going to shoot enough to to make to have loads of saves for him. Um, well, you just got to hope for when they go one 0 up Brazil when Croatia start pot shot in the last twenty minutes they can't. Yeah, yeah, just 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 little easy catches here and there um, <laughs> would be would be grand grand if they can do that. Um, you get extra points for clean sheet as well, don't you? So. Yeah, you get that doubled as well. Yeah, that's doubled. So maybe if Alan can, Alison does three or four saves, maybe, and keeps a clean sheet, that's a decent enough return and hope Nopper does much more. Um, but it's, 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 what, it's basically, it was a better chip. To, it's the last time you can play a chip this week, this week and it's a better chip than Goldfest, um, hopefully. My, with my team, Goldfest wasn't a bad shout, <laughs> but still. Well, I'm thinking about it as well. Because looking at that, well, I was going to play four four two. To be fair, so you're not going to play Goldfest if you're not playing three strikers. Um, but I probably, I probably would have played four four two and bench Ramos. I'd have Ramos first sub, I think. Oh, I don't know, mate, because you've got Richarlison who's a striker as well, so you could easily get away with it. In fact, looking at your in looking at your team, yeah, you could. I mean, it's very, very similar to mine in the front three, really, isn't it? And, and, and kind it of, what, it doesn't matter what formation you play because your goals, because you your subs. Oh yeah, because yeah. your subs. Yeah, that's a good point, Craig. So in all fairness, you've got, in truth, four, five attackers there at least. And back period. I think all with the subs, you get their points as well. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if a sub scores a goal, you get five points. You don't. So yeah, so you get the five points for the goal. You don't get. You know, and the other the, point, yeah, they don't get the bonus points, the yeah. appearance points, or, yeah. assists. Literally, it's just if they score a goal, yeah. you get five points. I, I just assumed I was going to play jeepers keepers because I had two keepers that were through. Um, but I don't think Hannison make. I've basically got two keepers with quite good chances of clean sheets because they're both playing the two worst attacks probably left in Croatia and Morocco. But are they going to make any saves? I don't think my keepers have got especially high ceiling. I think the floor is probably pretty good because I'd imagine one of those two are going to keep a clean sheet and half a chance, both of them will. But a bit like Sky, I think. I think I'm, my ranking gaffer is about 70. 
what what's going to get me into the top 20. So I don't think Jeepers Keepers is going to get me into the top 20 where Goldfest might, if it really if one of my players goes a hat-trick or something, you never know, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you say that, but, you know, with Jeepers Keepers, like, say say Costa or Alisson, somehow they make six saves, save a penalty, keep a clean sheet, you know, Goldfest goal isn't going to get near even them, never mind your other goalkeeper. So, yeah, awkward. It's, it's a very awkward one. Um, I think Jeepers Keepers has a bigger upside, upside really. But just like you said, it, you know, those are the players you pick might not be scored. It might not be a high scoring in terms of the in the quarters. Change my transfer plans though if I was going to play the other chip because the five players I'm bringing in Ramos is coming in for Gakpo. I need to free up some money. Uh, Vinicius is in um, for. A midfielder who went out, I think it was a USA midfielder. So I, obviously that's a big jump in price doing that. I just changed my Japanese midfielder who was 4.5 to a Morocco one who's 4.5. Then Alba's gone for Hakimi and Dest has gone for Thiago, uh, for Thiago Silva. But Hakimi and Thiago Silva haven't got great goal threat. So I'd probably try and find a defender that's got more upside, even if they're going to concede a goal. If, if you're going to play goal first, you get all the best defenders and you might score, right? Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you're looking at cent- you're looking at those centre backs who go up for headers at corners. At, at, you know, Ake, Van Dijk, um, Marquinhos. You know, you need yeah. those players in. Diaz. I'm looking at your team though, Martin. You've left most of your eliminated players in. I've seen the Japanese guys still left in, and so is Dest. So maybe I'm not using my transfers in the best way. If you think that's, it's that's to... not that's not your team, is it, Martin? You haven't made any transfers in that one yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, yeah. You have. You've left. You've left. Sort of destined to rate me in. Well, yeah. So I've used oh, sorry, I've, I've used five transfers there, but you know I was slightly different because both my goalkeepers went out because I had. Um, uh, of course they did. Sosa and uh, and uh, Turner. So I've brought in two new goalkeepers. So Nopper, who I think will, you know has the best chance of making the most saves, um, and then Balnu, who could make a few saves and I think could be involved in a reasonably tight game. Um, Shout. So, so yeah, I've gone with I've gone with those those two. Um, I've brought in uh, I've brought in Vinicius Junior, um, and I've brought in Hakimi, and I've brought in Kane. Uh, so the, yeah, those are my transfers. So I can't I can't get rid of all my elimin- eliminated players without taking hits. You're not getting much for them because they're so cheap. And I say, in my case, I've taken Vinicius has basically wiped out the extra five million you get. In my yeah, opinion. exactly that, exactly that, exactly that. Yeah. So the fringe players are kind of moving the Japanese player to Unwendi or whatever his name is from Morocco is fairly wasteful, really. Yeah. So I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave it. I mean, I can't see why. Can't see why I wouldn't get eleven out there, so I'm not going to worry about taking hits for it. Who, who would you have now if you could pick based on a free hit now in defence? Because defence is my biggest problem. I've got maybe three transfers I can make. I'm going to leave Teo Hernandez, but all the other four on the block. We it was the FPL Spartan said earlier Molina might not play, so maybe I have to move him on now. Souza's playing Brazil. I don't got much hope for him. Alba's been knocked out and Dest has been knocked out. So basically, I could rotate my whole defence. I think midfield and strikers, I think the op- the, the best options are fairly obvious. But defenders now, who, who would you be getting in for, for this game week if you was going to bring someone in now? 
Would you get Dumfries in? Yeah, I'd get Dumfries in because right I think now. even if he concedes, he could, he could hit three, four bonus if he gets forward like he did. I mean, he's a fucking troll, but yeah. I had him all the way through the group stage for nothing. So we all did. Don't worry about it, Craig. We've got loads of points. The entire World <laughs> Cup game had Dumfries through the group stages and <laughs> we all got rid of him when we could. And it was a sigh of relief. And then he did that. So screw Dumfries. Hakimi's uh, not looking like a great goal threat, but he's doing well, isn't he, for points when he plays. It might, must be the tackles and stuff. That he's, uh, yeah. I got rid of Hakimi. I had Hakimi in my team. I got rid of him. He was one of my transfers out. Yeah, he's been getting three, four bonus every game. Again, as Craig says, I think because we can, again, I know we said this on a previous pod, you can only speculate because the mechanism isn't actually published. But if you look at like the Sky scorecards, he's been hitting tackle tiers regularly and he's been getting three, four bonus in this regularly. He will stick the odd cross in the box and that seems to be massive, like key passes. So I fancy Hakimi to get three, four bonus again, to be honest. Hmm. I think you know, my team needs a bit. I definitely should leave that Japanese guy and you know, not waste a transfer turning him into a Moroccan filler instead. That feels stupid. Um, better off maybe moving Molina on to Dumfries then and playing Dumfries, Hakimi, Teo Hernandez, and maybe Thiago Silva. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The defence feels hard at the minute because none of the, the sort of expected attacking fullbacks are doing amazing things and the centre backs are. Yeah, there's not, not many clean sheets, is there? Let's be fair. That's the problem as well. It does feel like we've reached a stage, though, where headers from corners might start being a bigger importance. I can see, I know we haven't had that many, it feels like, at the World Cup. I know Pepe got one yesterday, but apart from that, there's not been. Yeah, that was my Bruno Fernandes assist. Yes. There's not been a lot of goals, is there, from headers from the sort of centre backs you expect them? No, there's been That's a lot of. There's been. A, it feels like, you know, teams are obviously aiming for it. I think, like, you know, Van Dyke's definitely got his head on a few corners. Maguire definitely has. Um, yeah, so could be tight. The, the tighter the games get, the more set pieces become important, right? So. Yeah, that's true. Are we done with Gaffer? Yeah, I think that's probably it. Oh, it is, isn't it? Of course. <laughs> I think we've been going a good hour. So yeah, um... just over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, giving you guys some lovely content for the World Cup for your quarterfinal <laughs> ideas. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Like, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Thank you for all the subs recently. Well well over the 500 mark now. Yeah, excellent. Thank you very much, everybody. Good luck with the game week. Hopefully, we can, uh, hopefully we can look forward to the England semi-final. That would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be nice. Cheers, guys. No final, no final words from Craig, it seems. No, no, he's, uh, no. He's, uh, I, I always go quiet at this bit. I don't know why, just random, <laughs> random. The one time I went to talk and my phone started ringing and I had to go anyway. Um, it did happen. Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> That's not happened today. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, appreciate it. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Cheers, bye. Bye.